Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for you? Where the hey. brothers gonna be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanted to see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Friday, our favorite day of the week. Yes, sir. It is Friday, February 16th, 2024. Welcome to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. In for DT this morning is Jess Bree. Good morning. Good morning. And my man Damian LZ. What's up, D? Good morning. It's Friday. Yes, it is. And we got Alex on the ones and twos this morning. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, guys. How you guys all doing? Man, Good. we are excited. Not because we got a bunch of great things to talk about, but because it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. Man, don't that just Friday. sound better coming off the tongue? It does. It sounds so much better than Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it feels better. Like, you could even say Friday with an attitude, yep. and people still going, man, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> You'd be like, okay. <laughs> Why do you have an attitude? <laughs> it's a good day. Yes, it is. We're going to have some fun on this Friday. It is NBA All-Star Weekend. It is going down. In Indianapolis, Indiana, this weekend, all the gold diggers got they got they got they uh got they plane tickets. Oh man, got look, Indianapolis is so close. <laughs> I got my rental car. <laughs> I was about to say Slow Indianapolis down. so close. You got can just they drive. Cars, it's so, going down. So the so the airport should be flooded with bonnets and and uh. <laughs> is it is the, is the NBA? Now, you don't wear no bonnet. You start off right. <laughs> Is it like it used to be? Is it like? Is it still like it used to be when we was coming up? You of a different generation. When we was coming up, the NBA All Star Weekend was the big thing. Is it still that way? I went to Chicago. What was that? 2018. Okay, was that 2000? No, no, no. That that was was 2021. Right before the. It must have been right before the pandemic. It was so right before the pandemic. I remember going down there. It was the, uh, not summer jam, but it was a. Kind of like nineteen, yeah. Yeah, something it was like something that. like that. It's yeah. big. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's nice. Right. I didn't yeah. know because when we was coming <laughs> she said up, it's big. It's beautiful. When it's we nice. was coming up, the All Star <laughs> Weekend, you knew every every hot girl in the city was was on their way to wherever it was. Yeah. I and, told you I got my rental car. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. you, you, you down there? You, you, down there? you outside there we go. this weekend? <laughs> you we down out. in Indy? We outside. My brother actually lives down there. My oldest brother. Oh, nice. So. Oh, see, that's nice. Dope. See, you got some place oh, to stay. Man, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Damn, yeah. you feel me, though? From what I've heard, though, <laughs> it's already kind of crazy. People have started converging on Indianapolis uh, as early as this past Tuesday. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, have fun. Be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Remember they used to 
the Circle City Classic back yes. in the day. Oh, and man, Indianapolis would be off the things, chain. Man. I wonder if it's yes. going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's going to it's be, gonna be Circle City times 10. Yeah. It, I mean, you got all the play. You got to think of the the proximity for driving. Yeah. Like, you got because all your Midwest. players from Detroit. Right. They going to they gas up. Yeah. You got the players from Memphis. You got all yeah. that, man, because that's not that's not that far of a drive for them. Right. So, oh man, I think it's it's gonna be lit. I just I just hope it stays safe. And and speaking of Memphis and and basketball, the Bucks played their final game before the All Star break last night in Memphis, losing to the shorthanded Grizzlies, one thirteen, one ten, and uh, shorthanded is putting it putting it nicely. That is. The Grizzlies had a bunch of players you never heard of, and they beat them. That, yeah, let's a just bunch be of players, real. You're like, who is this dude? Where yeah. did he come from? Yes. It was a bunch of them. And I kind of pride myself on knowing who's in the NBA. Man. I didn't know any of those dudes. Right. Oh, and, wow. and they were beating them. Yeah. And and the Bucks were at full strength and everything. And now uh, it's, it's funny because after 10 games – now, you weren't here when Doc Rivers first got here hired. Go. Right. And, and, and Damien was like, was oh, here. man, this is great. I this is what they need. Of Doc oh, being man, he was excited. And then I ran the numbers down about how he's lost the most game sevens in NBA history and yeah. all that. But I doubled down. Damien was like, man, still, man. He, you, you know, you this is what we now? need. I doubled down then when he oh, ran okay. the numbers. Oh, yeah. It's the championship team. And, and after 10 games, Day three and Damien. They three and seven. They three and seven. But 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 in my defense, they hired Doc to to improve the defensive numbers, yeah. and the defense is better. I just don't know how they three and seven. How they how you hold Denver to to under a hundred points in Denver and then lose to Memphis is ridiculous. They got to get focused. I don't know what it is about this Bucks team, and and quite literally, quite li- literally, I love Dame Lillard. But he's not having a great shooting season. He's averaging twenty five and seven, but it's not a great shooting season for him. And the Bucks need scoring off the bench. Only person scoring off the bench is Bobby Portis. These are all excuses I'm making. That's what they sound Do like. They to me. sound like excuses <laughs> because that's what's happening. Yeah. These are all excuses I'm making. And the truth is. Doc ain't winning no more, no more games. Uh, yeah. Oh, th- See, well, when you win it, you don't hear it like right. there, none of these come up. <laughs> come like, on, Doc. So here's what I think kind of happened, right? I think that since we we fell out so early in the playoff season last year, that just in total, they need they want to move the chip forward as far as possible. So therefore they wanted to be a ready to go team, right? So that's why we see the split decisions to X certain people right. out, X certain things out in the middle of the season. But I don't think that that was well for the culture of the Bucks in a sense, because when you change up things in the middle, it flusters everybody. It flusters like even the players. And I think that's what it looks like. You have already started with a game plan in mind with one coach. And now just in the middle, you have to switch all of that around. Everybody needs to understand their new roles. Although they may be the same key role player in a sense, but that role looks totally different with two different coaches. And now that we have this new coach in here, it you trying to to adjust. And then 
far as Dane, we still have to take an accountability. He's so far away from family. His wife and him are going through a divorce. He's seeing his kids every other, right? So yeah, that's a fluctuation in his yeah, own. That's difficult. So now we're we going, going through on. a lot, right? And Giannis just had a brand new baby. That's a very, Listen, that is a big thing in I itself. Know. Well, NBA players having kids, that ain't nothing new. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That ain't nothing new. I know All that ain't that, nothing new. But you, at the same time, that's a lie. You sound like me when I was making excuses. Those are excuses. Uh, yeah. You are getting paid millions of dollars to put the ball in the hoop. I don't want Kobe had a rape trial you, and was still MVP. Yeah. Hey, he had his life on the line. Was in court in Colorado man. during the day. It was lighting him up at night. Exactly. So I don't want to hear but it. But I will say uh, one of those, I, I can say it really isn't an excuse because I have, and I know people and and relatives that have gone through divorces yeah, like that yeah. can mess you up. Yeah, and especially if you are a present father, you're used to being around your kids all the time. It can depress you. Yeah, and then now all of a sudden you're halfway across the country because no doubt. his kids and, and soon-to-be ex-wife stayed in Portland. No doubt. So I know mm-hmm. that has to be tough. But in, in terms of last night's loss, uh Doc Rivers put it this way. It, it had nothing to do with any of the excuses that any of us just gave. Alex, play what Doc Rivers had to say. First play, we, we gamble for the 50th time in the corner. Guy drives. Uh, we have to help. Leads to a three. We come back in this, uh, on our set. Uh, two guys forget what we're running. Uh, then we miss the shot, and then nobody gets back. That's how we start out the third quarter. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. Um, you know, um, we we had some guys here. And we had some guys in Cabo. <laughs> there it is. Doc, a former we, player, knows <laughs> what's happening. Exactly, because everyone knows around this time of year, especially if you're not an all-star, this is a midseason break-slash-vacation. Yeah. So a lot of players do go down to Cabo for a few days just to relax, and and uh, that's, the, that's one of the hardest games. And I think Doc took over – at a very tough time. He his first game was where? In Denver against mm-hmm. the defending mm-hmm. NBA champions on a road trip that included Phoenix, that's really good. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a tough time. Uh, that was a tough time to come in. And then you're coming in right before the All-Star break. And people heads aren't aren't all the way there. It's hard to keep people focused. It's almost like the day before spring break. Mm-hmm. Or the day before the last—I mean, the day before the last day of school. Like, are you really focused? Right. Or are you really your your body is there, mm-hmm. but your mind is like I elsewhere. Mean, yeah. You know, pregame, you're in the locker room probably texting your agent. Hey, man, make sure my flight going to leave on time, man. Why, you crazy. know, you ain't tripping yeah. off the game. You're like, yeah. you're like, yeah, we're going to play this game, but I need to make sure I'm in Cabo Friday morning. And see, Doc <laughs> being a former player, he understands that and he knows that. And so he – and I liked I, – that was my first time hearing that clip. And I liked the way Doc was able to say we had a dude that for the 50th time they gambled off of the man <laughs> in the corner and they hit us with a three in the corner. And that has been killing – so I'm happy to hear that because that has been killing the Bucks since – since Bud was here, and them corner threes when they lost to the Celtics, and my man, the the old center, was lighting us up with them corner threes. Al Horford. Al Horford was yeah. lighting us up with them corner threes, and they kept gambling off of that man in the corner. And that's what the, that's the shot people want. Anyway, 
I'm getting too technical. But the point is, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that Doc is catching up on things and he's understanding the flaws of this Bucks defense. But now we just got to get some buckets, man. Yeah, yeah well, I was about uh, to ask you Old you habits have? are hard to break. Yeah. yeah. It's been going old. It's hard to break. And that's what he's going against right now is old habits. But yeah. what do y'all think is going to be the thing that changes the coin, flips the coin here? Because if it hasn't been time, right, because we got a few games in now. Mm-hmm. So if it it's ain't, been it's, 10 games. If it's not time, then what is it? Because I kept saying, give them time. Give them time to cook. Yeah. And but 10 now games time is, is, is still a small sample size. We also have to keep in mind he was not around this team during training camp no. or uh, the first 43 games, I want to say. I think when Adrian Griffin got fired, they were 30 yeah. and 13. Mm-hmm. So, uh from my opinion, what will change things? I think this break, this All Star break, couldn't have come at a better time. Okay, it's an opportunity for everyone to kind of regroup, and they know what they're going to have the rest of the way. No more trades are going to happen. The trade deadline is over. Mm-hmm. I think that now this is an opportunity for, which is still crazy to me, that Doc is going to be coaching the All Star. I mean, I think it would serve him much better if him and his staff could kind of, you know, get things together on the Bucks front Mm -hmm. as opposed to having to coach the All-Star team. But anyway, needless to say, there's times where the All-Star break could come at a good time and it could come at a bad time. It comes at a bad time if you won 10 in a row, like you want to keep playing. You don't want the break to stop your momentum. Right. But then you have other situations like this one where you're three and seven after your first 10 games. It's like, all right, now we see what we have. Now we see what we're trying to do. Now, how can we better do it in the second half of the season? Well, it's really not the second half. It's no. like 28 Se- games yeah, or something. The last mm-hmm. quarter of the yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is my opinion. David, what do you think? I mean, I, what do you think is going to make a change? I think. The All Star Break, like you just said, is coming at a at a perfect time. And being that it's 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 you get those four or five days off, like you said, I didn't know Doc was gonna be the, the All Star coach. I don't know why. Why is he the All Star coach? We had we had the uh, top record. The best record, yeah. At yeah. the halftime. At, at forty two games we were or is yeah. it that Boston was the guy was there last year and you can't be there two years in a row, so then it goes to the Yeah, to the I next. forgot how they changed some, it. It used to be where the defending Eastern Conference uh champions they would uh, their coach would represent them, but you're right. I mean, the Bucks weren't in the finals last year. I think so. it's the coach with the the team with the high best record. Their coach does it, and if, but if your coach had the best record the year before, then it goes on to the to the other coaching. Ah, you're right. Yeah, because so, in Philly, like yeah, he was the coach last year, wasn't right. he? In so, Philly, okay. So okay. it goes to the next. It doesn't matter. The point is this: I wish that they. That Doc and his staff, maybe he's taking his staff with him to to Indianapolis, and while they're there and they're not really coaching, they can focus and have this time together and f- come up with some ways to make the Bucks better offensively and get Lillard going and get get Giannis and Lillard working together and get Middleton and Giannis, everybody working together and try to find ways to get scoring off the bench. It's coming at a perfect time, is my opinion. Yeah, well— mm-hmm. We will definitely see Truth Nation. Hit us up on the Truth Talk to Text Line, 833-212-1017. Coming up after the break, we said, again, it's All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. And there were a couple of celebrities that were beefing and said they were going to meet up in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Mike Epps and And Shay Sharp. Well, that that meetup happened 
yesterday. Yeah, right. I saw that. And we are going to have details on the other side of the break. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Keep it locked right here. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All-Star Weekend is going down in Indianapolis, but make sure you tune in to the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, which is the home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoops action by listening to Panthers basketball on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and all of your favorite streaming platforms. The Panthers are back at home this Saturday as they take on the Northern Kentucky Norse. Coverage begins at 6.30 with a 7 p.m. tip-off. Man, Bree is heading down to she got her, Indianapolis. She she got, up, at least she got a she, real rental car. Yeah, she gassed up the pacer. Mm, I saw, mm. I saw when we were talking about <laughs> the one in Chicago, somebody, a bunch of women had rented a U-Haul. And jumped in the what? back of the U-Haul and went down. Oh, my God. Yeah, stayed in the that's U-Haul. A, that's a traveling party right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's how big it is. So, I guess it is still big. Like that's what's big. up. That's Damian LZ, just Bree in for DT. And just Bree, like I said, is heading to Indianapolis. It is All-Star well, you Weekend. Young. Get it in. And there's mm-hmm. a lot that is going on on the court, off the court. It's going to be some partying going on. And there was... A, 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 a pretty, it seemed like it was getting pretty heated. It was. Yes, between Mike Epps, who is from Indianapolis, and Shannon Sharp. They've had some disagreements, and uh, they said they were going to meet up in Indianapolis. And just to give you a little backstory, this was the back and forth between Mike Epps and Shannon Sharp leading into this weekend. Release the DMs because you're lying. You said I reached out to you to come on Club Shay Shay, and you a mofo lie. Now, when I see you, I'm going to see if you about that. Now, I know Shay Shay. I don't know what grown ass man got a name that Shay Shay, but <laughs> I know this grown man is not mad at me. So many people talk crazy about you. They was on Saturday Night Live talking about you, imitating you. But now you want to fight me? Talking about pulling up on me. You're going to be an all-star. I'm going to be at the all-star in my hometown. And I'm going to see you. I don't be doing no fighting lately. If you don't fight, you do blank. Blank, 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 blank. And Ocho, you shut up. And go get some eyebrows. Hey, hey, you did look like Medea sitting there. You was looking zesty. I'm not saying you gay, oh but you was god. looking zesty. I'm gonna release. <laughs> oh my god! He said, "I forgot it was that funny." Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> oh my you god! Gay. You say you don't look gay. You just looking zesty. You just looking zesty. <laughs> look zesty. Yeah. So, so we were earlier in the week. We were talking about how. It's a shame that uh, two grown men, especially two black men, beefing over what? And and the thing was, Mike Epps was in his comedy bit. He said that uh, Shannon Sharp reached out to him 
Yeah. And it was just it was just comedy. It was a bit. He was just being funny. And Shannon Sharp got really upset and was talking about, you know, uh, that's a lie. You reached out to me. I ain't reach out to you. And Mike Epps was like, okay, yeah, you right. But that was just a part of the bit. Like, why yeah. are you so upset? And like he said, they got you out on Saturday Night Live Clowning. out there. Looking bad. I yeah. Clowning. But you're going to get mad at Mike. And the two, as you just heard, it seemed like they were kind of on a clash course in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. But mm-hmm. we can safely report <laughs> that the two met up yesterday in Indianapolis. And as promised, they said no video. And they just took a picture shaking hands right. and, and bro hugging it out. So that's good. That know. needed to happen in that sense. But you know what? Mike Epps didn't do this. But other people will come at Shannon Sharp for his art too, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a double edged sword. And we've watched the Shay Shay Club interviews. He not gossiping with them. He's just asking a question. He really he don't may, even ask no questions. Really to be honest, no right? He just <laughs> throw out scenario or just just generalities yeah. in a sense. And it's just and and people go from there. Like yeah. what Monique did and what Cat Williams did. They came on there with an agenda. Oh, absolutely. And us as radio personalities, we understand when somebody come in this room with an agenda, and you can just let them talk, and they talk themselves into a corner. But since you're the one in the driver's seat, or you're the one leading this communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they assume that you are now in hood weeks with this person. Yeah. No, just as you can come on and say what you got to say, too. So yeah. as they talked about Kevin Hart and all this other stuff, Kev, I really want Kevin Hart to go on there and maybe address some things. But that has nothing to do with Club Shay Shay and its to- totality. So yeah. you got other people and other comedians saying, I ain't going on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sitting there. Yeah. Go on there and sit down because that has nothing to do with him and his platform. That has everything to do with what they came to do. Yeah. Now, what you going to do? I think yeah. with with Mike Epps and 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 Shay Shay, and 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 quite honestly, Shannon Sharp was one of my favorite players when he played. He was a, he was a, he was a tough Man. dude when he played for Baltimore, going over the middle, pause as a, a linebacker. I mean, as a tight end, pause. And he did all of this. What? <laughs> just, hold on, give me a second, because God, I just don't think none of those is pause. <laughs> he, uh, he, he played for Baltimore too, and, when, and when, that's when I liked him when he played for Baltimore. <laughs> he was uh, way better with the Broncos. You think so? Yeah, he, he he was. I think that's when he became a Hall of Famer he was a with Harlow, the Broncos. He was a good, but I just I didn't care because yeah, like I mean, you probably didn't see a lot of Denver right. Broncos games. Yeah. Yeah. But I say all of that to say I liked him as a player and whatnot. But I don't really like. I don't. We were just talking. I don't really like. You know, he's nice Shay Shay. And he's this, his, his, he's this media personality, and he's kind of like flipped into this, this, this new guy, this um, metrosexual, metrosexual type of guy. Mm-hmm. And and as <laughs> and as and as my man oh Mike Epps the goat was saying that you know, come on, Shannon, you 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 know, you walking through airports with puppies, uh, like a Kardashian. Is it is it is it really you, or are you doing this? Because you understand that that gets you more attention in this media world and in this sound yeah. click sound bait world. Does that get you clickbait world? Does that get you more attention in that regard in this other way? So I don't know. But I say all of that to say I'm happy that these two black men 
didn't come to fisticuffs yes. in Indianapolis, that they were able to realize the bigger picture and that the world is watching them and that white folks would have used it as an opportunity to say, even look, these black men of higher status and higher stature still couldn't work it out and came and, and got to fisticuffs. Because, you know, Epps was talking about putting putting yeah. bullets in them. Shay was talking it, about see, putting them in the headlock. And, and, it would have been different. And, and, and here's the thing with that. I'm so glad you said that. I am so happy they squashed the beef because it's never the two people that is no. that are conflicting. It's always their boys. Mm-hmm. It's their, somebody brought it to them. Yeah, and it's like okay, it, it wouldn't have been Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps fighting or shooting at each other or putting each other in a headlock. It would have been uh, somebody from Mike's crew yeah. and somebody from Shannon's crew. Oh, they got it, They were behind the you know backstage and they got into right. it. And and mm. it's like man, they ain't even got nothing to do with you. So. I'm glad it didn't reach that point because mm-hmm. um, we saw how bad it looked when Shannon Sharp and and John Morant's dad got into it on national mm-hmm. TV on national TV at Crypto.com Arena About in LA game. of all places. But we also got to be honest; it was John Morant's dad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It don't like, matter. It was yeah. still two John black dad. men. Yeah. It was still two black but, men on I mean, TV arguing. Yes, and, and people know Shannon Sharp. He had more of his reputation out there than T. T. Yeah. Morant. It doesn't matter. He can go and get to a fight tomorrow. He still it doesn't matter. Right. But with Shannon Sharp, it's like, okay, man, you at that time he was on Undisputed. Uh, you know, you're this Hall of Fame football player. How in the world are you getting into it with players that are on the court half your age, and then you go get into it with the daddy of a player that was playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be a media. People take what you they don't want. They don't want nothing that they do to be an optical, right? Mm-hmm. But then get mad when you're not talking about them. It's it's a tough thing to be a media because they will get mad if you ain't talking about them, and when you do. So you just walk that fine line and people get in their chest about it. Because I believe even T. Morant and Shannon Sharp got into it because of something he said at the time when he was on with Skip Bayless. Yeah. But that's his... That is his job as a sports commentator. When he was com- when sports commentators was coming to know you in high school or when you were in college or whatever, you loved it. But mm. the moment that your game falls short and somebody says something about it, oh, now man. all of a oh, sudden no. you got to be in your chest. Yeah. Do you want the news or do you don't? You're right. Because sometimes right. even when it's bad, people could tell you things about your game and you could take that and get better. Who said that? I think it was LeBron. He was like, I would watch clips just so I can understand what I'm doing wrong. Mm. And he was like, if you look at it, it's a playback for you. A free one at that on a national stage. So that's why LeBron doesn't get upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Hit us up on the True Talk to Text Line 833-212-1017 and you can always stream and watch us live on X and YouTube at 101.7 The True. Chauncey hit us up and said OMG, that explains why DT is out on assignment she gotta go be by her boo shay gay side oops i meant shay shay side lol well we'll continue this on the other side of the break just brie damien lz in for dt this morning you're listening to truth be told with dt and telly more of truth be told with dt and telly is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. First things first, rest in peace, sucker fail. For 
crib You the only father that I ever knew I get my pregnant, I'ma be a better you Prophecies that I made way back in the veil Hey, 101.7, the truth is the home of Milwaukee Public School City Conference Basketball. We have a battle between the top two teams in the City Conference Gold Division as the Bradley Tech Trojans host the first place Milwaukee Hamilton Wildcats. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. The City Conference Game of the Week on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 101.7thetruth.com is sponsored by Milwaukee Public Schools and presented by Gruber Law Offices. If you're just tuning in, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Jess Bree, Damian LZ in for DT this morning. We've been talking about All-Star Weekend, and only one of us is going down to Indianapolis. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, no hate, no shade. Just Bree, I hope she has a really good time. <laughs> it should be a really good time in Indianapolis. And speaking of Indianapolis and the All-Star Game, we were talking about Mike Epps, who is... Um, uh, an Indianapolis native and him and Shannon Sharp had been kind of beefing heading into this all-star weekend. He was talking about how, uh, Shannon Sharp did not agree with one of the bits that Mike Epps did on his, uh, while he was doing his standup and they just kind of went back and forth. But as we all Agreed. It's good that these two yes. black men and these positions aren't beefing on one of the well, what will be the biggest stage in all of sports this weekend, All Star Weekend. And and when you look at Mike Epps and and they both, I don't know what Shannon Sharp's had going on outside of Club Shay Shay, but I assume he's doing good things. But Mike Epps, in, in recent times, has has had a he's got a TV show or. Or a podcast. I don't know. Everybody's got a podcast, or maybe it's a podcast with him and his wife, where they go. He's been going out buying all of these properties buying in Indianapolis, homes. yep, yep, and, and he, on his in his neighborhood that he used to live in, and, and refurbishing them and selling them back to the community. And so he's doing all of this good work. And you have this All Star Game in your hometown. You don't want the focus of it to exactly. be some talk type about of beef. this beef. Exactly, it's, it's crazy. Ain't even you're doing about all nothing. this good work in your city, and you're you you're probably the ambassador of it for the black community as it concerns Indianapolis because you're the most well-known person from that city right now. Mm -hmm. So you're the ambassador. Everybody wants to go. Mike Epps having a party. We're going there. We're doing this. We're doing that. Right. So you become that. You don't want it to be, you know, yeah. Club Shay Shay pulling up on you. And, and not and nobody want to be coming and hang out with you. And yeah. Stuff. And right. then everybody's like, oh, man, when is it going to go down? Right. And, and then you just had... Uh, unfortunately, you just had a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl right. parade. And and so people, they find, I mean, they take these opportunities where they know a lot of people are going to be in one place. And then that's when people want to get tough and, and yeah. drink their courage juice yeah. and, and become somebody that they know they're not. And yeah. they know they have a, a huge enough stage Mm -hmm. where they could carry out whatever stupidity they want to carry yeah. out. And I think this might be my last, like, super mass gathering that I will be going to because mm -hmm. just what you said, the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs thing, and like y'all said, you don't want to be a celebrity that's perpetuating some type of violence out here because 
there are some super fans, right? That's like, no, nah, he got into it with Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? And yeah. now people are being vigilantes on their own just from a little spat that you've had on the internet. And we talked right. about it yesterday where do we want certain things on the internet? It's a for real thing. Um, and how crazy people take opinions nowadays. It's just best and safe, even if you do have a gripe. Because in reality, it was a skit. It was a bit, right? On his comedy show, he could have hit him up personally for that. Yeah, exactly. Behind the scenes. And and that was exactly what Denise's point was. She said, just as grown men, why we can't just talk? Why we can't just be like, all right, let's not go in front of the entire world and social media. Mm -hmm. Let me just hit you up. Just the same way I DM'd you about coming on your show. Let me DM you back. Let me like, DM hey, you back. and uh, Yeah, exactly. I want you to come on the show. Hey, what you mean by this, though? Or you could have just asked them on the show. See, th- see, that's the difference between a media brain a person who kind of mm-hmm. really comes from that, that world. And then when you jump into it, because immediately what I would have saw is, oh, he talking about us and he wanted to come on the show. OK, perfect. I'm going to leeway this. I'm about to leapfrog this into the actual episode because yeah. now I got an issue. You got an issue. Now let's talk about it on the show. Yeah. That's the media personalities. Get everybody on there talking. And that's right. see, yeah. the thing is what this is. What we do when we have these these uh, public beefs is we create the atmosphere for others to step in and add fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the history of black men in America, whereas whenever there's a public beef, whether you go back to the Black Panthers and, and uh, I can't remember, Kwanzaa, when the guy that created Kwanzaa and his group, they was mm-hmm. beefing. The, the, the FBI comes in and they create this. And I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. deep with it, but it's real that you have these two public figures who mm-hmm. have this beef. And that could have been used to to have something happen in Indianapolis <laughs> that causes for the black community in Indianapolis to cause a black eye on that. Or you created this opportunity for somebody to take one of y'all out and mm-hmm. blame the other person. So you're killing mm-hmm. two birds with one stone. Yeah. So we also have to always keep in mind that there's always somebody watching. and We always got to be smarter in the moves that we make. Because like you were saying before the break, it wouldn't have been Shay Shay, and I keep calling him Shay Shay. <laughs> it wouldn't have been Shay Shay and Mike Epps that would have been fighting. It would have been their entourage. Yeah, it would have been somebody their that wants to prove yes. themselves to mm-hmm. Shay Shay and Mike Epps, and they yeah, go all I'm out. Down. Yeah. I'm down. I'm your man. Let mm-hmm. me show you how hard I am for you, and let me do this and yeah. get it in. Yeah, because you you talk about how others can fuel a beef between two people, and it becomes a lot bigger. That when you were saying that. First thing came to my mind was the East Coast West Coast beef That's back in I, the I, early nineties. I didn't want to go there, but absolutely. I mean, because was that really about Tupac and Biggie, or was it about everybody else? Everybody else, yeah. and, and that's what it was. Clashing of cultures versus clashes of people. Yeah, you know, and you're talking about it's not just this block versus this block. You had a whole coast. Yeah. Like, and, like another coast. Coast. and let's be <laughs> just real. because they weren't from the same and place. Even though that was uh, a hip hop beef, and it, and people like, oh, that's trivial. What it does was it separated the two coasts, and it separated hip hop in its most powerful state in the nineties mm-hmm. when hip hop was selling millions and millions of records. Now you got this beef in the biggest culture moving entity which was hip-hop mm-hmm. and so it, it stopped the movement it stopped it from being able to do what it could have done and what it could have become and so it was used that way not that club Shay Shay and Mike Epps is that way but I'm just saying 
we have to realize that when we beef with each other in public, it allows for other people to step in and perpetuate yeah. a situation and make it worse and make it something that it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and and, and I just will you, man. I, <laughs> I don't know where I want to go with it because it's frustrating that these are the things that we have to deal with in our community. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard Matthew McConaughey and Bradley Cooper beefing? Right. If so, it's if on they, the low. It's on like, the Because they don't like each other, but they'll see each other at a brunch and get to tussling, and nobody will write about it. Nobody, right. nobody, because they're not taking it to the internet because they understand yeah. that their brand is bigger than this beef that they have. Now, like what you talk about Tupac and Biggie, we beefing and having these issues. Now nobody can go on tour. Nobody's yeah. getting tour money. Nobody's getting any type of one-off money where they showing up doing shows because they scared something's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. White folks ain't doing that. Yeah. White folks ain't messing up the bank. They not messing up the money. And this is what Mike Epps and Shay Shay was going to do because Shay Shay got Mike Epps got a tour coming out mm-hmm. where he's got this big tour with all these young. Now they think you in the beef, you into doing this, it's messing up the money. Yes, it is. I think that if we really look at what hip-hop has been saying currently, right, it's all about the money, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. If it truly was, right, Mm -hmm. if it truly was about the money and it truly is about this capital, then you would see us start to move differently. Mm -hmm. If you are even an artist of any sort or even a black person of any sort, if it is truly about money or capitalism start to understand that these things matter right because if you're scared to walk around that means it's increased security increased security mean mm-hmm. what more money spent mm-hmm. on something that could have been what prevented prevented because <laughs> they're about to go down to all-star weekend and yeah. just because that happened and also because of the shooting that happened with the kansas city chiefs i hope everybody's security is ramped up 30 times yeah because it's the reality of the situation but it you don't need to add on to the situation take a step back and realize what you're yes. doing honestly that went totally crazy for no reason yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yep we'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break but also from indianapolis to atlanta man did y'all see what was going down in atlanta yesterday with our girl fonny willis tv show mm-hmm. well <laughs> we are going to get on get into that and we have plenty more hot topics to get to you're listening to the best morning show on the planet truth be told with dt and telly we'll be back after this more of truth be told with dt and telly is next on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We love Now that just Bree has been caught up to speed on this case, she's yeah. very interested now. <laughs> it's a TV show. This is crazy. You know what? Even when I was watching it yesterday, mad confused. I was like, what is I know what does this gotta do with Donald Trump? Oh my goodness. So at that point I was like, I'm too confused. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about is the <laughs> Bonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. Who are the, uh, I want to make sure that I'm getting their titles right. I know 
Okay. Uh, Fonnie Willis is the district attorney. Right. And uh, she appointed Nathan Wade as the, as the special prosecutor for the Trump case that also has 14 other co-defendants. Right. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, 18 of his allies. A bunch of them. A whole yes, team. Yes, yes. It was 18 of them. They were all indicted and all are going to be tried for their involvement with the 2020 election and the way that they were trying to reverse Georgia's uh, election results. And um, so and Fonnie Willis, let's, let's be clear. She did something that no that he's done this. Donald Trump has done this in other states, but she she jumped out in the lead in the forefront on the ledge and said, I'm going to be the one that charged yes. him with them. So in right. doing that, set that stage up. Now you can keep going. I'm yes, sorry. yes. No, you're absolutely right. She was the one that said that, hey, out of all of these other cases, he they're not federal. And in Georgia, basically, we can get him. We can get him. We can get him. Well, of course, Trump people were not just going to let her do that to them. So they started digging. And they found out that there was an inappropriate relationship between Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. And uh, a lot of the personal business mm-hmm. came out on the stand yesterday in which Miss Willis did not even have to go. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> she didn't, have she to didn't even have to be there. And also, point of, point of correction, it was one of the other co-defendants that brought it up first one of the local co-defendants. So it was one of, and it's black people that are also being on this co-defendant list. So it's not all white people. So it was one of the other co-defendants that brought it up that probably heard something and knew the business and then took it to Trump. Yes. And then on top of that, that uh, then that's when it came out that Nathan Wade's ex-wife said that he filed for divorce a day after Bonnie Willis appointed him as the this, lead prosecutor. L- let me just say, all of this sounds like uh, the How to Get Away with Murder TV show. You got you got sex in that. You, you have you got these, it all. You trips, got sex. The prosecutor cash. and the and the, self, and the pro- other prosecutor are having a uh, uh, an affair. You got politics with with Trump and and all of his craziness. You've got uh, the city of Atlanta, the black national capital you've got all mm-hmm. of these elements that make it yes. so sexy for the news and i just hate that funny yeah. as brilliant as she may be was not smart enough not to hire this brother to be the special prosecutor she could have picked anybody else but she want to pick the brother that she's having an open relationship with because as you said and you'll say is that one of her homegirls came up to her and said yeah I knew they was getting it in. Yes, yes. You we know? go we go we go so get into that. So you had an open an open relationship yes. with this man even though he's married and he and ain't he- all that cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say you putting hey. it all on the line for somebody. So you're putting it all on the line, not only your career, but the case against this president, and you don't think they're going to find this out? Yes. Come well, on. Well, this is all based off of Trump's co-defendant Michael Roman's court filings. He <laughs> and he wants both of them removed 
from the case. And, and uh, let's talk be, about the significance wait, of what wait, that hold means. On, hold on. We got let's hear from when Fani was on the witness stand yesterday. This is just one of the clips and one of the question answering kind of back and forth that you're going to hear. We're going to have more. And Damien, I do want to get your what? opinion after this. So, Alex, go ahead and run the clip. For the cruise and for Aruba. Yeah, I gave him his money before we ever went on that trip. You gave him cash before you ever went on the trip? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you got cash to pay him back on these trips, would you go to the ATM? No, lady. You would not go to the ATM? No. Okay. So um, Fulton County pays you direct deposit, I assume? Yes, Fulton okay. County and the uh, state of Georgia both pay me direct deposits. Okay. So the cash that you would pay him, you wouldn't get it out of the bank? I have money in my house. You have money in your house. So it was just money that was there. When you meet my father, he's going to tell you as a woman, you should always have, which I don't have, so let's don't tell him that. You should have at least six months in cash at your house at all times. Now, I don't know why this old black man feels like that, but he does. When we were growing up, my daddy had three safes in the house. So my father's bought me a lockbox, and I always keep cash in the house. For the Wow. That's a little insane. Well, let, before we go into All that, out loud in let's, just, let's give the listeners, let's give the listeners what I was going to say. Let's give the listeners a background as to why this is so important. If she and he are thrown off of this case because of their extramarital affair and, and their improprieties with the money that he was given, then that means they have to start the court case all over again for all of these defendants. And that includes Trump. And they're not going to spend all of these millions of dollars again to start it over. So basically, the court case gets thrown out now let's keep going yes mm-hmm. that is the main thing they're trying to delay or get it dismissed it's gonna get dismissed and uh that was just a clip from when they were asking her she about the funny. trips that they were taking together and they were using the funds that's what they were trying to get at like what funds were being used she is but funny. Uh, they were having a good that's old the time. first time that <laughs> That I have heard someone make it a rule that you keep six months of rent six cash months? in your <laughs> That is some drug house. dealer mess. <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, you are the DA in Fulton County. So you don't think that any of these people are going to run up on your house and like for security reasons. Why do you need to have six months of of your bills in cash? Now she's she's talking about she probably has a mortgage, couple thousand dollars. She's got a car note, another a thousand. She's got expensive car. So you talking maybe twenty, thirty thousand that she's got sitting in her? That is drug dealer stuff. And I don't want to put it on this black lady because that's stereotypical. But why do you need? That's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's just ridiculous <laughs> for us as black people to still to still put money under the mattress. It's yeah. ridiculous. If you, she should have said something different though. Come on, that, man. That's insane to even even to even say that honestly. Because now you can put a target on your back. I would have said, oh, it was a gift. I got money from a gift from Christmas. Uh, but so it, I paid with that. That would have been a better lie than to sit up here and put a, a put a app. You out. in Atlanta where people get robbed all the time, <laughs> all and you gonna time. tell the world. <laughs> You got six months of thousands of dollars in your house. Here is the follow-up question that did not get asked. So, yes, you get direct deposits. So how do you get the cash? (laughs) Like, so it's just like, oh, there's my direct deposit. Boom, there's cash. You got to find a way to get the cash in. 
So the whole I keep six months, man. She just so, subjecting herself to a, yeah, uh, right. to, a, uh, to more subpoena. questions. Yeah. So clearly <laughs> we are just getting started on this subject. Make sure you keep it locked for the second hour of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Just breathe, Damian LZ in for DT. We are going to keep it going on the other side of the break. Keep it locked right here.